<laughs> I wait for you to talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Hi guys, welcome to episode two of the Rook Off. With me, Elliot and Steve. <laughs> Cheers, I appreciate it. Think was a bit different this week. It's gonna be just a different name to announce every week. I thought I'd make it nice and dramatic and come start and sit in, but I find you could PG. It was that. Yeah, I think like episode 10, you'll just be calling me anything. <laughs> Everything's out the window. Um, so yeah, well, what, well, well. What a round of games we've had this week. We've had some quite close scores, some shocking results. So, but before we go into that, how's your weekend been? All right. Um, warmer today. So, we're filming this on the Sunday. So, this, what, this episode will be out tomorrow night at six whereas the one with adam will be out on wednesday at six um you know weekend's been all right uh busy day just walk watch rugby walk sleep eat that's what you can do um, um and if my nutrition guys watching um i've been doing workouts <laughs> and drinking lots of water <laughs> um yeah it's been all right how's yours been yeah, it's been alright. Just um, just trying to crack on with some coursework, you know, uh, you know, getting out, doing some walks and stuff, uh, and yeah, just the normal weekend. Being just absolutely bombarded with social media. Obviously, we're so popular after episode one last week. Um, all surprised we're number one of the charts in the rugby podcast now. Point where I can't leave, go to ASDA without being stopped. Yeah, just people <laughs> just want to Just like, oh, not again. Like. Obviously, hitting that number on YouTube on the first episode, I'd like we joke about it, but actually, the feedback from social media has actually been really good. Yeah, um, some follows we've had, we're nearly at 200 followers on Instagram, which is mental for how small we are. Just basically, just a, a thank you to everyone who's sharing it, um, just supporting us really. Because obviously, it's going to help us in the long run, it's going to help us get better guests on, or not saying better guests, but bigger more popular guest than Adam, Adam he's won. a lovely guy. he's watching there's nothing's going to get bigger than you Adam <laughs> yeah start. we started well yeah <laughs> we, we, I don't think we'll top it personally but might as well quit quit now quit while we're at it but um, yeah it's been alright so should we get into the rugby yeah I think we'll start off with the Allianz Premier 15s perfect we start off with DMP Loughborough so DMP lost at home to Loughborough Lightning 62 points to nil. Um, obviously, it's a good win for Loughborough, but it's expected. We obviously defended DMP quite a lot last week. Um, obviously, just saying that it's bad form, but it's just the losing every and it's getting to the point now where is it unfair on the players? Um, you more more along the lines of just going out every weekend thrashed. I don't know, they might be enjoying it, but I wouldn't personally. Is it the point where the, the league have to look at them? Um, and just go. You've probably like um, you've probably had had your time. You get thrashed every week. It's not fair on your players. Like safety, um, and it's just I don't really know what it's down to. I think it's just experienced players on uh, other sides, and like Loughborough's full of class, world class players. Um, like Liv Jones got a hat trick. Loughborough on a good win. I think Loughborough third now, um, which is pretty decent to be fair. Saying who they lost at the start of the season and who they've replaced them with, but. Yeah, not much really to say on that. Just, I think that in terms of the league, I think they need to start looking at are DMP actually developing 
you know, they've had a few seasons, obviously, since the start of the uh, Premier League, when Premier 15s first started. Are they actually showing any development? Is it time to bring in, you know, maybe another women's team that, you know, can uh, compete at the right level? Yeah, but it's an interesting topic, really. Um, if anyone from DMP is listening or watching and want to get in touch and just send us a message on what you think's going wrong or why you think you should stay in the league and stuff, just drop us a message and we'll talk about it on the next week's um, episode. Um, pretty much just, yeah, that game, love for a good win. Move on to next week where they've got a tough game against Wasps. Well, we move, on to, <laughs> we move on to Quinn's Gloucester, uh, with Quinn's coming out with the 28 points to 15 win. Um, highlight of the game, Amy Cocaine uh, intercepting the ball. And let's remember she's a hooker. Um, uh, intercepting the ball from 40 out, grubbers it, bit of a mess up in the Gloucester back line and then sharpening the ball to score. It's actually a really impressive try. Um, I'm sure people might have seen it on like Allianz Premier 15, so if you haven't, I'd recommend to, but sad news with um, Natasha Hunt being stretched off this close to international teams. I think she was, I think she went out with COVID the last time England were in camp. So that was a week or two weeks of her missing. And it just seems like it was quite a bad injury. It seems like just her legs buckled in like a rook or something. So fingers crossed it's not too long and hopefully she's back as quickly as possible. But good win for Quinn. She did score a cracking try though. Charged down, yeah. Eddie Green's kick, intercepted and scored. Was that, was that the try what was like? Two minutes in or something stupid. I think it was like 17 seconds. I think maybe. Oh, was it? Oh, really? It was that quick? Oh, yeah. It was right off the kickoff, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good win for Harlequins. Um, playing nice rugby. I managed to watch a bit of it on the stream, which is good. Uh, it's, just, it's a shame that um, some of the games weren't streamed, but I guess it's a start for them and they need to push on. And obviously, we discussed this last week about social media push. Um, Next. To Sarri's Bristol. Uh, Sarri's coming out with a huge 53-7 win. Um, Marley Packer, player of, uh, player of the match, not surprising. Glass player, has been for years now, uh, ever so consistent. Uh, May Campbell, hat-trick, and I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I've not really ever heard May Campbell's name before. Uh, but obviously, he's a decent player, she's scoring a hat-trick. Bristol, it was nice to see them not give up. They managed to grab a try. I think it was on the... Either side of half time, I can't remember, by Courtney Kites. I think that's how you pronounce it, where she intercepted a pass from Zoe Harrison. And she ran in from, I think it was 60 or 70 metres out, which obviously it shows uh, perseverance. And I think they're coached by Tom Lindsay, ex Bristol and ex Wasps hooker. So they've got a decent coach um, to help them go along. And I think, um, yeah, Sarah's just a strong outfit, sit at the top of the table. Um, I think they will for a couple of years now. Uh, moving on to Wasps Exeter, where Exeter won 31-29. Pretty, pretty uh, close score there. Um, yeah, I think it was quite a... Um, Gabby Cortona, I think that's how you pronounce her name, um, scored a match-winning penalty with McKinley Hunt um, grabbing a hat-trick. Uh, so it's extra seventh league victory in a row, which is good for extra. Are, are extra a new team into the league? Yeah, so extra and sale were new this year, I think. Not the end of the world for Wasps. Obviously, grabbed a bonus point and they sit fourth and they got, obviously got lightning next week. So it's fourth versus third, which is a huge game in like the 
situation of how the league and the season's going so far. Be interesting to cover that one next week and see who comes on top. Worcester. Uh, Worcester Sale, um, again, quite a close one. Only just finished with Worcester coming out with a 31-21 win over Sale. Yeah, because I think Sale were winning at half-time. can't remember the score. I don't think Sale scored a single point in the second half. No. Uh, Brooke Bradley, um, Zippy Scrum Half for Worcester, scored a late try to secure the win. Sale a second from bottom. But I think they'll be all right. They've got um, Katie Daly-McLean uh, at 10. She'll controls the game very well. Um, she'll soon bring them off the well, the bot towards she'll bring them into the like, mid to the water top of the table, I reckon. Just, and they've got some cracking youngsters as well coming through. Yeah, exactly. So, plenty yep. of time to build and develop. Yep. So the Alan's Premier 15 is getting stronger, obviously. Um just wanted to learn again, like we said last week, need more push social media, get more stuff on, because you're having to search instead of stuff coming to you on Twitter and social media. Uh, we found some good websites to help us with that. And just, obviously, you need some people just to talk, to talk and then educate us really on the game. Um, so, moving on to the Gallagher Premiership, starting with Leicester winning at home 33-32 against London Irish. Um... I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying this because I'm a Tigers fan. I've seen Irish more. But I think, obviously, the Tigers conceded two tries late on. I think the game was won in that last, in the first 15 minutes of the, first, the second half. Um, Tigers look very good. And they've got a player at 13, uh, Mateus Moroni, who I think they call him the wall. I'm not surprised. Never seen miss a tackle, I don't think. He's... I don't know who he reminds me of. Are people compare him to Anthony Allen? Um, and I would love to have seen him play centre with Anthony Allen. But I think that um, centre partnership between Mateus Moroni and um, Matt Scott is working wonders. It's like a, a partnership who go under the radar a lot. Obviously, Moroni's second man of the match performance in two weeks, but he's just... He's class. Um, struggle to get past him. I think it's nice to see Tigers youth getting used a lot. Um, Oli Tresson came on, scored pretty much instant. I know he's a Nottingham lad, but I think he was a Tigers fan from being a young lad, so he's obviously got passion for the badge. Um, Freddie Stewart, Mr. Consistent at fullback. Eddie was there. Should really be watching out for him because, what, six foot five? I don't know how old he is, but he's, he's class. 19. <clears throat> 19 or 20, but he's class. Um, Joe Hayes coming off the bench. Obviously, you got Simbin later on for a high shot. We're going to talk about the cards in a minute in that game. Uh, but he's class scrummaging. He was scrummaging against Alan Dell, who's an ex-Scottish international prop, and he was pretty much destroying him. Uh, obviously, the help from Dan Cole is really helping him on that side. Um, and Jack Van Portfleet. Um, he reminds me of like a... When Ben Young's broke onto the scene. Just that zippy. He just wants to play. Controls of You think, oh, a young lad's coming on, and he's... Um, he'll like just... He'll just pass the ball. He'll be all right. But he actually bosses people around. He's got like internationals and he bosses them, telling them where to go. Obviously, he got Simbins um, for a deliberate knock-on late in the game, but he really made an impact, really live in the game. Uh, on the London Irish side, um, Will Joseph. Uh, I think he was on debut. That's Jonathan Joseph, younger brother. The talent that you and London Irish have got, like just who they like brought through and then got rid of, like Marlon Yard, the Watsons, um, players like that. Just his mental. I think he looks class for eighteen. 
made some uh, good runs. Uh, but the main talking point, I think, was Terence Hepatima's record. And I'll hand that one over to you because I thought it looked quite malicious. But obviously, he's recently put a tweet out. And I don't think there was any... After he's thought about it, I don't think... I think he feels quite bad. So if you want to read that out. Yeah, so... Um... He put on Twitter, I want to acknowledge my actions last night and apologise to Cobus and my team London Irish. It's never my intention to go out on the field and hurt someone, but that was dangerous and not acceptable in the game we play. Uh, I deeply regret what I did and I hope you're okay, brother. Yeah, so I thought on the tweets first before we talk about the record. Yeah, it's adrenaline in the game. He's put, it can seem as like a dirty shot but um, obviously didn't mean it after. I know you'll probably get three to four weeks out, which is deserved, but at least he admits what he's done was wrong. Uh, do you want to talk about the card? Yeah, I think it was quite straightforward and it was handled well on the day. Um, you know, from referee's point of view, it was at forced. There was no mitigation. Um, straight shoulder to head. Um, no qualms at all. Red card for me. Probably the clearest red card I've seen this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, that Wayne Barnes was in charge of that game, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he did a good job. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next game. Um, so move on to Bath versus Exeter with Exeter coming out with a 38 16 win. Yeah, um, from me, obviously, Jack Yendall's red card left a space for Jack Inard. What an unfortunate name, but we'll get on with it. Uh, start, and I think he played what 70. 75 minutes, but it was class performance. Like he was all right. The start of the game, he was getting run over a bit by like Falatal, uh, and I was worried about him. But then he started getting into the game, carried well. But his carrying meters must have been high. His tackling like, stats must have been off the charts. But yeah, he's class. Um, so it's good for X because they're obviously missing two two of their first choice hoppers. Um, Sam's going to grab two tries. Nice to mention a different Sam in the extra team. But he's he's a unit. <laughs> Like, you don't realise that until he stood up and I was like, he's massive. Um, obviously, we have to talk about Sam Simmons. Another try. Is he a Lions bolter? Is that Warren Gatlin's stubborn, like, not stubbornness, but he wants to put one over Eddie? Is he going to go, I'm going to pick him just to annoy Eddie? What do you reckon? I'm not going to dispute Sam Simmons. I've got that quality. And I think, I think he does deserve the call-up. But from that point of view... I could see it happening, to be fair. Yeah, I'd agree. And um, just from me, um, obviously on Wednesday's episode, you'll hear us talk about um, with Adam about the sevens, but there's a player on the wing, Will Muir, and he look, he looks really good. But obviously, Rory McConaughey came from seven, broke through on the scene pretty much straight away, but then wasn't really heard of. Will Muir just looks, he runs like high knees, that like knees people in the head, basically, when he's running. He's that high. Um but with that, it was a close game, I thought. And then Exeter pulled away. And that was just, they didn't play amazingly, but that's just a sign of the champions who can just not perform well, but still come out on top with a happyish performance, like away from home. But that's pretty pretty much enough said, unless you've got anything on that. No, like you said, quality outfit. And they had the opportunities in the late stage of the game and they took them. So, Sale 31, Newcastle 16. Um, I mentioned Lou Diaga last week, didn't I? He did. Um, and he's what 21 tackles this week, probably for me the best lock in the league, maybe up there with Johnny Gray. 
Uh, I think we've already booked uh, his try on the socials, haven't we, with AJ McGinty's offload? Yeah, we did. We uh, yeah, that was good. That was a good try. Good try. Um, it's one of those where you watch and you think, yeah, I'll probably do that. When you when when I'm running down when you're running down the wing, you go in your head, yeah, I can pull this off. I can pull this off, and you end up just throwing it into touch, or you just end up throwing it forward. Um, I think another English from off, Rafi Quirk. I don't know how much you saw of the game. No, not a lot. No, but the last two weeks, Rafi Quirks came off the bench and a small lad. Um, it's, I'm going to compare him to, and I think I've read this on Twitter. Um, do you know the Irish scrap, Craig Casey, the small lad who came on? His debut. He reminds me of him. Um, which I guess it's a, it's a compliment to him, and I think he will be an English scrap in the future. Like, nice to compete with, probably Jack Van Portfleet. Uh, better second half from Falcons. Um, Brett Connan was solid from the boot. I don't think he missed a kick all day. N- not really much to say about the game, really. Sale looks good and Alex Anderson's creating something really nice over there. Uh, next next game? Wasps, uh, Gloucester. Uh, and Gloucester coming out with a one-point win over... with a 20 points to 19 win over Wasps. So, for me... Um, 12 Trees has been playing to 10 the last few weeks and obviously they've got a capable guy in George Barton who actually got to start this week and he was, I think he played quite well he kicked his kicks looked solid then let 12 Trees play together 12 um, that's four consecutive losses at home for Wasps which isn't good enough if you're a Wasps fan you're not happy with that uh, 12 Trees scored a 40 minute 40 metre winning penalty um, to win them the game but the main talking point was the thorny red card. Do you want to talk about that from a referee's point of view? Yeah, so uh, I didn't watch the match, but I was able to watch the highlights and especially that part. And you can see why, you can see what they're trying to do there. You know, they're trying to lower that tackle height. Um, but when, well, during the match, um, I, was t- I was talking with you and we said it was quite soft. Yeah. Um, and I'd, yeah, I generally thought it was soft, but you can see why they want to lower the tackle height and trying to minimise that head contact as much as possible, really. But to me, it's really soft. Yeah, and no, I think we've got to get like a um, like a, a borderline of yes, we need to protect the place, but that is really soft. And I think I don't know what will happen with Thorley, but it's a good thing for Tigers fans because he won't be playing them next week. Uh, on the next game. Yeah, so Worcester losing at home to Bristol, 24 points to 23. Another close one. Um, first of all, better from Worcester, uh, but obviously not close enough against a really rotated Bristol side. Uh, they had a young lad at seven, Fitzharden. Didn't look out of place. I think a big future in the game for him. Uh, but I think the main thing is Ratu, now Lago. Obviously, Union fans might not know much about him, but if you're a league fan and a union fan, you'll notice how well he did at Hull FC. Guy tore, tore the Super League apart. Uh, but obviously, he's now came across and he's a, he's a rugby league to rugby union convert. He scored a hat-trick. And I, I, don't, I don't get it. He's rapid. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does, if he's qualified for England or if he'll go and play for one of Pacific Island or Tongre or somewhere or one of those. Uh, but I wonder if what his nationality is because I think he'd make a class winger, really. Seems to know what he's doing. Um, but I think we've had quite a few of these converts, haven't we? Jason Robinson, Owen Farrell, Chris Ashton come across and just 
do well for us. And it seems like it's easier for players to come to Union bar some Burgess, but that's obviously a very um, like dodgy subject to talk about because we're not too sure about the truth in that. It seems like it's easier for rugby league players to come over to rugby union rather than rugby union players to go over to rugby league. And I think that'd be interesting for when we actually get a rugby league um, like a point of view on if we can get someone from the rugby league sport just to talk about why I think it's easier to do it that way instead of the other way. And on that um, topic with Carl Eastmond obviously announcing this week that he's uh, heading back over that's to rugby league. That basically means all the Tigers players who are caught in that contract issue have all signed for a new club now with Carl Eastmond's. Um, I'm not too sure how happy Super League fans are. I think some are happy, but I'm not sure how happy the Leeds fans are. Um, I think he'll do well because I think he's a better rugby league player than he is rugby union. And I think it's a good move for him and the code. Um, Worcester are struggling, though. Really badly struggling. Like, you watch them and Ted Hill's pulled out, of, pulled out again with a back injury. So is that related to his, obviously, had tight hamstrings? Ollie Lawrence for England. They, those two come back, it's a different story, but Ashton went off early with a head injury. I saw it. It just it didn't. It looked odd. It looked so odd. The head injury, like he didn't get hit. It's just a weird one. It looked like he didn't even get hit that hard, and he still just went down. So you can catch someone and actually hurt somebody. Um, who guard? I don't know how you pronounce it. Who are? Who guard? Depends if you've got an accent we'll go or not. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, is he's a class nine? I think he has been for the last few years. I was done. I'm sure he's leaving, and he'll be a massive. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he'll be a massive like um, like hole gone in the Worcester side because he obviously is he's a class and he can obviously play on the wing if they need him to as well. Worcester are bringing in some very good players: Willie Hines, Will Chudley, and Duane Van der Merwe. So that stocky lad will back the back three up well. Um, but yeah, good win for Bristol with a rotated team, looking stronger and stronger every week. Um, and I think Pat Lamb's doing. Bits down there. Down there, yeah. Next. Moving on to Harlequins, uh, Northampton today. Finishing Harlequins 37, Northampton 19. Um, I don't know about you, but did it feel like you were watching a sevens game? Yeah, like the game was so expansive. Tries galore. It was... So I, was I was shattered just watching it. Um, yeah, I was Saints again. They play, they're playing actually nice rugby, and it's hard to say as like a Tigers fan, but they actually play quite nice rugby. But as the commentator said, just they didn't use the ball well enough. And for me, I don't think Furbank's a 10. No. I don't know what you're thinking on that. No, he's not. He's not, is he? He just, oh, hopefully, he can grow into the position. Because I think it's Eddie Jones's move that wants to play him at 10. Um, but I just don't think he's a 10. If you compare him to Marcus Smith, who's the best 10 in England at the minute. Um, the way the way he plays with such flair, um, he'd look good in like if they had a barbarians team he played every week. He would easily make that because he's such a good attacking ten. And his defensive game's up in like, the last few years, so it'd be interesting to see what Eddie Jones thinks he needs to work on. Uh, but yeah, fur back at ten probably needs a few more weeks there, or just to move him back to fifteen, so where he's, he's in his better position. So obviously he had that little stint with England, and obviously didn't really come off well when they were actually experimenting through fullbacks, which. I think now watching Stewart and Tom Parton on Friday night probably are the next two English replacements to play fullback. Um, very end to end game. I think the standout for me, I think the Luke Pierce performance from ref from, from like a referee inside, 
his relationship with Wayne Barnes. When he got the decision wrong, he admitted it to the players. And I think that was good. Um, I think one of the best referee performances I've seen in a while. What's your? I know you're a big fan of him, but what was your opinion on it? Yeah, I just think the whole match official squad uh, today was outstanding. How you know they came to decisions during the match. You know, so there was no delays. His uh, style of refereeing, he likes the ball in play a lot and he wants it played. And I just think, you know, he made a mistake, he puts his hands up and then corrects it. And I just think you can't get anything better than that. Someone who's willing to, you know, say if they've made a mistake. You know, I, yeah, I think he's one of the best referees in the championship for definite. I'd, I'd agree. And I think he will soon become, when Barnes is obviously gone, I think he'll be the best referee in the world. Because obviously, no Nigel and no Barnsley. So I think, yeah, Luke Pierce will probably become one of the best referees in the world. He's just got that, that he's got a personality. I think it's important for a referee. Obviously, um, some referees don't show it very well. Some referees are very strict. But I think with Luke Pierce, he likes to have a joke with the players. But his personality probably makes him feel more comfortable and like, feel more approachable. Um, I think a, a, main, a main thing for me is Danny Kerr. He just controls the game very well. And I think Quinns, if they can, they'll be still wheeling him out when he's 50. He's, he's just that good, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's like such a club man. Uh, he's just, his, his knowledge of where to go, where to kick, where to pass the ball. I think that partnership between him and uh, Mark Smith don't worry well. Because I think Quinns fans are probably quite worried when Nick Evans retired. But you look at the um, the Quinns coaching staff, you've got like Adam Jones, Nick Evans... I forgot the Irish guy's name. Is it Jerry? Fl- it's not. It's not Flannery. Flannery is it? I'm not. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But their coaching staff's amazing. Like just unbelievable. And obviously, um, their form's insane. I think they sit second in the form table this season. And it's it's weird how it's changed since good starts left. But I think, uh, yeah, Quinn's performing every week, and then. On the other on the other side of this, we'll talk about the championship quickly as that returns. But obviously, we're going to look at the main game where Cornish Pirates played Saris. Do you want to talk about a bit about that? Yeah, so Cornish Pirates coming out with a 25-17 win over Saris. Um, Saris having a pretty strong squad out. Um, obviously, still missing a few players for international duty and and things like that. But obviously, we can't get ahead of ourselves. It's still the first game of the championship so but for a squad like that you would expect them to be able to compete and but yeah like my my point of view is just I think Hugo Hugo Monia mentioned this when he went down with Harlequins just they're going to have a target on the back people are going to play their best rugby when they were against Saris because they want to prove a point um, there's a lot of Saris haters obviously out there for what they did um, but who knows? The championship's a different game. I've watched an interview with Billy Bonipolo and they've just said basically you just got to be careful because there's not as many cameras. So if you get hit in the rook, you probably won't get noticed. Um, but you're gonna if you if you're playing the championship and Billy Bonipolo carries off the back, you're gonna try and want to smash him out. You just want to prove a point. But even in that team, they had Vincent Cop, World Cup winner, Maitland, Lewington, Duncan Taylor, all internationals or British Irish Lions. Um, like Kapoku, one of the the best English talents coming through at second row. He was even on the bench. That's how good they were. Richard Barrington, probably one of the best blues had like consistently the Prem scene in the last few years. Had Ray as well in, in the back row. Yeah, Ray's probably one of the people who you wonder how did he never get an English cap? Just did his job, does the dirty work, and doesn't get noticed. But 
Yeah, that's it's just I think they'll struggle and Ealing thrashed Nottingham today. And I think there'll be an excuse anyway if Ealing finished off and Sarri's down. And I think it'll just go, we'll just add both teams into the league. That's a really interesting topic because obviously the Championship doesn't get as much coverage as it should. Um, would love to get someone on from the Championship who can just talk a bit about it and why they think they should, like the league should be ring fenced and they can still get promotion into it. But I think that pretty much covers all the rugby. There's some rugby returning week next week. We've got the NRL, so the National Rugby League in Australia like starting. Obviously, we'll be able to cover that a bit. Um, if we can find out the information and the details of the game. But if any of any big rugby league noises just want to message us and talk to us and maybe jump on the pod to talk about the rugby league up, upcoming season, then please do. But I think that basically covers all the rugby. So over to you, Elliot. Yeah, thanks guys for watching our second episode. Uh, make sure you tune in on Monday at 6 for this weekend in reviews and Wednesday six. at 6. The legend that is Adam. Adam, yeah, big episode tells us some good stories. But from now till next week, I feel like I'm on some news program. It's a good night from us. <laughs> <laughs>